Hello and welcome to the Mind Your Marketing Podcast, the space where I, Allison from AllisonReeves.co, explore mindset and marketing by sharing others' online entrepreneurial stories. Today, I'm talking with Kayleen Babel, who is a dancer turned content creator on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. In this episode, she shares how she was able to monetize her hobby, overcome perfectionism, manage all of that while working full-time, and the number one factor that builds trust when you're new online. If you want to know more, then just keep listening. All right. Uh, Hello, everyone. Allison here, and we have Kayleen Babel with us today. And Kayleen, I've known for a long time. She was actually an intern of mine, an outstanding intern of mine at a previous <laughs> job where I was a marketing manager. And um, that's how I got to know her. But since then, she's kind of gone off and done her own thing. She's developed her own brand. But she also has really big goals. And she's still a marketing professional as well. Just got a new full-time job. But she's kind of exploded her personal brand. So I want to talk about that today. Um, she's gotten a lot of success with her audience growth in a very short period of time. And um, she's also been able to balance a lot of really big time consuming things in her life with her goals. And she's had to deal with a lot of mindset stuff along with perfectionism. So might touch on some of that today. So if you guys want to hear Kayleen's story, then definitely keep listening. And with that, Kayleen, I'd love for you to introduce yourself in your own words. And then I'm going to ask you 1 million questions. Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's weird. I was thinking this morning how like, Every time I talk to you, I feel like my life is in a very different point. Like you said, like I started as your intern and then now I'm like a whole different world in my life. But um, I guess the way I describe myself to most people is I am a content creator and a dance teacher. So my content centers around dance instruction. But more recently, because I know that there are other parts of my life that I'm knowledgeable about and that I want to share that I've kind of like transitioned some of my content to be more in the wellness space, a little bit of mindset stuff. So I'm trying to make it more holistic about everything that I want to talk about, not just dance, but I also have a YouTube channel and a podcast and then of course social media. So yeah. yeah, And so what made you start all of that? So like, especially, so it's dance with Kaylee is the Mm -hmm. URL for Instagram. Um, And so what made you start that? Because you did have a job pretty much soon after college. So mm-hmm. why start a personal brand? Like what were your goals with it? What was your motivation? Yeah, well, the story is a little weird because I started my YouTube channel first and it was actually for a school project. When I was in college, I was taking a social media marketing class. So we had to do a long form content project and I thought I would do a YouTube channel because I've always been a little bit interested in that. And I was like, I struggled at that point with starting something on my own without like tying it to a school project or something that I had to do because I was so scared of people judging me for starting a channel like oh she must be really self-centered she's starting a YouTube channel like about her life and so having that kind of as my springboard was I think very helpful because I could tell people like oh I'm just doing it because it's a school project (laughs) but then it was like a weird series of events I ended up I was dancing a lot at the time I was on my college dance team I tore my ACL my senior year and that was like Dance was my creative outlet, and without having that anymore, I had so much time on my hands that I was like, I need to put it elsewhere. So I kept posting videos beyond the school project, and we we did also have to do a little bit of like Instagram stuff, and so I slowly started doing more of that. Um, But then over time, I realized that keeping everything on my personal account was confusing to people, like on my Instagram at least. Um, The YouTube was like slowly growing, it was doing fine, but having my Instagram, it was like so many 
people just followed me personally from school or life and it was becoming like a mishmash of things that weren't relevant to my audience so that's when i took my instagram i started a whole new account dance with kayleen and it was really slow in the beginning but then i think reels and tiktok combination were really big in helping me grow that account and then everything else just continued to trickle up from there yeah i love that and so uh so you kind of had been wanting to do it for a while and then school give you the excuse you needed mm -hmm. to keep it going without feeling like a narcissist mm -hmm. and so when did you get to the point where you started realizing like oh i can actually make a little bit of money with this potentially Hmm. I, I feel like, well, once I kind of hit the threshold on YouTube where I could monetize my videos, that was probably the first time. But even then, I wasn't taking like the monetization stuff super seriously because if, if you're familiar with YouTube and the way that you get paid, it's so low unless you have a lot of views. And so I like still didn't think that was really a viable thing for me. I never expected my channel to get that big. And so from there, I mean, I just kept working on my Instagram slowly. And then I, every once in a while, would get like a brand partnership, someone emailing me. And then the thought started coming into my mind, like, oh, maybe if I really focused on this as my full-time gig, <laughs> uh, I would be able to grow it a lot faster and get more of these types of things and then explore other ways to monetize. So that's kind of the story. Yeah. And so, and how has that been going? Like, where are you kind of getting stuck in getting it from? a few brand deals here and there, like why take a full-time job again? I'm curious. Yeah, well, it was a mix of things. So what I realized, and part of the reason also why I am starting to branch out from just dance content is I do, I love dance. I do love talking about it, but I also love doing it more than talking about it. And I was getting kind of burned out from just talking about dance all the time. It was making me like not even want to take classes, which is weird. I don't know why that happened, but I feel like it almost started to take the spark and the joy away from the art because I was focusing it on it all the time. And some of it is like little other things. Like I, I want to have a course. I'm working on it right now. Um, I want to have other little ways to monetize. Like I do coaching and stuff like that, but I I don't want that to be my full-time thing anymore just because it takes away the fun, I feel like. And I do know that I have good marketing experience and like I'm still really interested in marketing outside of like this little space that I'm in. So I figured I'd go back for a little bit and see how things go. Because um, I never even, when I went full-time with all of this, it wasn't like I expected this to be my forever thing. I really wanted to leave my last job. That was a big piece of me. And I was like, well, I can sustain myself on this, so I might as well just go for it. And then we see what happens. So it was kind of like, I was trying it out, seeing how I like it. And who knows, maybe in the future I'll go back and it won't be just dance. I'll have some other kind of business. But for now, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I love that. I think that's really important for people to like really hear and I think a lot of people miss this. And I think that there's probably other content creators that really relate to this, where they start a channel because they just love doing the thing. And mm -hmm. that's part of why your content has been so successful, because you're really good at teaching it. But then it stole the joy away from you. And I think most people would just be like, well, this is my job, so I'm going to persist anyway. And then they kind of kill the thing that was giving them joy. I can think of so many content yeah. creators who you can tell they don't Gosh, you know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to say it. 
I'm just going to say Rachel Hollis is, <laughs> is like such a perfect example of someone yeah. who like you can tell that like when I, we won't get into like the drama. I'm sure you know a little bit about <laughs> yeah. it. But yeah. Maybe I'll just do like a whole episode of my opinions. But without getting into the drama, like you can tell by like listening to some of the videos of her and her ex-husband Dave, like in his book launch, like it was so obvious to me with Dave and his book launch he was kind of complaining about how people weren't buying it. And then he was talking about how we're starting this book club. And like, I expect you guys to be there. And I don't want you to follow me on Instagram unless you're in the book club. And all I heard from both of them, from her rant about her quote unquote toilet lady and his rant about not having book sales, all I heard was, I don't want to be doing this anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was like so clear to me that they just like didn't want to be doing the thing they're doing anymore. And yeah. so you've given yourself a huge gift by like, I've gotten these skills. I'm going to take a job that I can put my brain into a little bit less <laughs> so I can enjoy dance. Do you yeah. have any advice for anyone like when they're stuck in that? Because I think like you're in a great place because you haven't been doing this for like 20 years. You've been doing it for like a few. Mm-hmm. But do you have any advice for people who are like, I don't like the thing that I used to like because now it's my job? Like any words of advice for them? Well, I, I started taking like more breaks away from it. And like, I would do more like content batching so that I had room to take a little bit of time off and completely take my brain away from the business side of things. And then just try and go to classes or even just watching like YouTube videos of people like doing dances and stuff like, and not having the work mode on my brain. Um, because I think you you need space away from the business side of things to like remember why it caught, like brought you joy before that. But I don't know, to be honest, I'm still kind of working that out myself. Like I I do feel like for me going back to taking more classes and also having like another goal, like I want to audition for an NFL cheer team, dance team, whatever you want to call it. And having that goal that's like not business related, it's more just a personal thing that I want to do, but it's still related to that thing I was passionate about. I think that is helping me like move forward and keep being excited about it. It's just finding like a new outlet for it. Yeah, I love that. And I love the idea of time time blocking and really like just creating spaciousness and time Mm -hmm. away. Like I think it's so easy to just not take breaks and not to have downtime. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so just to, before we kind of move on to some of the mindset questions I have, like, I know that you did this just because it was fun <laughs> and you still had to learn a lot of like practical things to like grow the Instagram account and to grow the YouTube channel. Like it wasn't just like you lucked into it. Like you actually yeah. did have a strategy. And so can you talk to us a little bit about like, how did you grow the, but both accounts really? Um, and we don't have to get into too much nitty gritty, but give us some high level advice to like what your strategy was for growing the YouTube channel and Instagram. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, my YouTube channel, before I was able to monetize on it and before I considered it anything like business related, I was posting whatever I wanted to post for fun. Or if I, I had like five people that would comment <laughs> every video. And if they asked for certain things, then I would make videos on those certain things because. I don't know, I was like, oh, that's what my audience wants. I didn't hear from anyone else. I might as well just do those things. And with YouTube, it was about posting consistently, posting kind of a 
I guess a variety of videos. So I wasn't just posting, like the ones that were big on my channel are like my long stretching routines where it's like a 25 minute, you just follow along with me. Those were really successful, but I also wanted to have shorter content that if someone watched the, the stretching video and they just wanted to see a little bit about me and not spend a lot of time, they could click through. And also that kind of allowed me to reach different audiences too. Like those people that are trying to do at home workout type stuff and also people who care a lot about dance. So I think mixing it up was helpful. And then to be honest, it was just like two videos kind of took off because of a matter of timing and I think good luck. Like one of them was a video I made about how to record a video <laughs> for a virtual dance audition. And it was right at the beginning of COVID and like no one had done it yet. And it got shared in like some big dance, like teacher Facebook groups and things. And from there, my channel just like started growing. The other one was a stretching video that I still don't understand why it took off so quickly, but um, <laughs> well, I kind of do. But the, the surprisingly too, I think what I, when I say luck, it's more that there are dance creators on YouTube but I think that they're very bad at optimizing their channel, like with keywords and like knowing how to do the titles properly or even thumbnails, because I found that I was able to rank on like the first page of search almost every time, just because I kind of knew some of that stuff or I did a little bit of research on it. So that was YouTube and then Instagram and TikTok. You know, I had been doing it for a while, like trying different types of videos, like I said, on my personal accounts. Um, but it wasn't until I actually, I didn't mention this. I did create a whole new Instagram. I also created a whole new TikTok. And with those, like with TikTok, I started posting every single day for like two weeks. Cause I saw all these marketing people on TikTok saying like, that's how you can grow fast. So I was posting every single day, trying to do all of the little subtle marketing things that people don't realize are capturing their attention, like having a really good hook in the beginning, um, being super clear about what the video is gonna be about and then trying to keep it fast paced. I also tried to like look at other creators that did something kind of similar, like maybe they're in fitness, but their videos were getting lots of views and kind of copying some of their techniques and then making them my own after a while. Because if you start copying people exactly like, someone that does this for fitness, I just translate it to dance. Then I realized it really started to feel like work because it was like, I'm not putting my own creative spin on it anymore. I'm just like following a template. So yeah, and then it's really like TikTok and Instagram were about getting like every once in a while a little viral-ish reel or video. And then trying to keep posting normal content too so that people kind of understood me more. And that's one thing I'm working on now too is like, incorporating myself more into the page so it's not just dance tips over and over and over but more about yeah, like who I am so I can form a connection with my audience yeah I love that and I love I think what you said um one of the things you said about YouTube kind of sums up everything you've done here which is like you first of all started with something that was not just a skill that you had but also a passion and an interest and then you learned about marketing which you know, obviously you have a little leg up because you have a degree in marketing <laughs> yeah. and, had, and had a fabulous internship. Um, <laughs> exactly. But also, but also like, I think a lot of content creators, it's funny how bad they are at marketing. Yes. And that's kind of how I got started was I've been blogging for a really long time and I didn't, I was like coaching real estate agents or other different kinds of businesses. And 
then I got into some blogging groups and I was like, oh, wow, bloggers don't really know about marketing. They're really good at like, you would think that like writers would like know about yeah. marketing, but truly they don't. And probably the same thing is true for the dance content. I can think of some mm-hmm. other niches too, like in, um, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of people who get coaching certifications who are just like, okay, I've got the certification. I'm going to go out there and get my coaching clients, but they don't know like how to create a website or how uh-huh. to post, how to post in an engaging way or how to use keywords or, um, yeah. So I love, I feel like you just kind of like summarized holistic, <laughs> like business building, which is like skills, interest, passion, and then actually taking time to market, but making sure that it's always authentic. Mm-hmm. Cause you can get, you can grow and be popular without being authentic, but it's not very sustainable. No, it's really not. I, I went down that road for a little bit, especially like on TikTok. So I was like, oh, this is what was doing really well and people wanted to see. But like, it's okay to do those every once in a while. I understand that like even these creators that I follow on YouTube that I consider are like so authentic, they share so honestly about their lives. They even admit that sometimes you have to make like a somewhat clickbaity like title or thumbnail or something like that's just part of it. But you have to be very careful that like within the content you're explaining the situation and like making sure people don't take from it something different. But yeah, still staying true to yourself too is very, very, very important. Yeah. So the biggest question I have on kind of the mindset side is like I've had a lot of clients who struggle with perfectionism Mm -hmm. and I am not a perfectionist. (laughs) I mean, I do like to have things at a certain level, but I'll, you know, I'm pretty bad at reviewing my own work and I don't get hung up if there's like a typo or two. Um, But I know that like for some people who struggle with perfectionism, and I don't know if you would describe yourself as a perfectionist. A little bit. I'm outgrowing it a little bit, but I think, (laughs) I think you've outgrown it a little bit. So, but in your story of like kind of in your past where, like, I, I love that you kind of share, like, I did all of these things and now I realized it wasn't necessarily worth it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, how did you start moving out of that? And when you were in it, how did you get out of paralysis or inaction? Yeah. Okay. So this is a, a really good point because for me, and maybe I think a lot of people can relate to this. I feel like I'm kind of similar to you where in some areas of my life, I'm not a perfectionist at all. And so I was like, why is it in like when I'm posting on social media or like these things that seem kind of small, why am I such a perfectionist? Why, where is that disconnect? And I found that it was because I was so worried about people's judgment, not necessarily that I wanted the work itself to be perfect, um, but because I was like, a lot of people might see this and I don't want them to think that I'm dumb or whatever it might be. And so I, at one point, I, like I said, when I disconnected and like moved my Instagram and TikTok over away from all my personal people, that did help a lot because I'm like, most of them don't even follow me anymore, which is great. I'm literally talking just to the people that care about my content. That made it a lot easier. Um, but also it was like a really gradual overtime thing. I was getting like even people I knew personally, they still followed me because they're like, I think it's really cool what you're doing. And like, it's so brave of you to create this page and do all this. I could never do what you're doing. And it made me realize like, I don't think people actually care about it being perfect. Like people are going to be inspired by this. As long as like the meat of the content is there, the message is right. It doesn't matter about like all these little small details or making sure I stick to a specific publishing schedule. Like people aren't going to notice. Um, and so I guess, yeah, it was like two things kind of not worrying as much about what people think of me 
And then also over time you realize that like you don't need to worry so much about the little details usually. Yeah. I always tell my clients we're, we're, we're marketers or coaches or we're not brain surgeons. Like no one's yeah. going to die. <laughs> well, my one caveat to that is when you're first, first starting out and you don't have like the credibility of a lot of followers yet or anything or high engagement, I think it's a little bit more important that you're conscientious about stuff because people are going to look at it and maybe if the content is great then even you if you don't have a lot of followers like they can they'll still follow it so they're like wow they put so much effort in this this looks great but if it doesn't look so great and they're also like you don't have a lot of followers they're you're not giving them a lot of reasons to to click the button you know yeah someone said something to me another youtuber who like this always kind of stuck with me which is what's really important on youtube is to have really good content and it's also important that it get better and better. And I was like, that's, that's really good. And I also wanted to mention earlier when you said you kind of got lucky with your videos, mm -hmm. I would argue that like eventually everybody gets lucky. That's the point of being consistent is like yeah. you're consistent so that you have that one real takeoff or that one YouTube video. <laughs> Yeah, of random people want to watch and bless their hearts. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. And it's good. Like you can't have like 10 total videos and then like one go viral and expect to get a lot of subscribers because they want to come back and be able to see that library of stuff that you have. And if it's very sparse, then they're just going to keep on going. So yes, you're yeah. very right about that. My, um, when I had, um, the blog that I sold, like part of what helped me to get to a significant income was the main affiliate that I was selling, which had a $250 payout per referral, had a major scandal on YouTube. And I had written a review about the service because I used it. And so I had a bunch of people commenting on my video that I was just trying to take advantage of them and da da da, -da. And I was like, thank you for the engagement. I'm getting so many sales. Exactly. <laughs> Even though people were, I mean, like I didn't have, I didn't, I wasn't like worried about being like a scammer because I personally paid for the service. So uh -huh. like, it wasn't like I was just referring to me, but I was like, that's thank funny. you for the scandal. Yeah. And you know, that's one thing is like, sometimes it, you, you get, it's hard in the beginning when you're like posting and posting and posting and like it's not really going anywhere, but you literally never know when one video, like the timing of whatever's happening in the universe could be right and then people start watching it and everything goes up from there. Cause like I said, that's how my, that video I made about auditions, which and now that I'm thinking back on it, I didn't even really like want to post it. It was the coach of the college team I was on. She's like, hey, that'd be a really good idea. I think like it would help a lot of the girls and, I was like, okay, and I did it super fast, just gave my like general advice and then it took off. So yeah, it's it's also good, I would say, in terms of like any content you're creating to do a good mix of content that you're spending a lot of time on and being more of a quote unquote perfectionist. And then some that's just like thoughts and ideas that come to your mind in the shower and you can make quickly because sometimes those take off really fast too. Yeah. Yeah, I love those videos of viewers. I can see them in my head now. Yeah. So, very good. So, I am excited to keep following you and go ahead and we're going to link all of your social down below, but go ahead and tell us where the best places are to follow you now. Sure. So, my YouTube is just my name, Kayleen Babel. Um, same, no, I guess my Instagram and my TikTok are at dance.with.kayleen. And then, other than that, I have, <clears throat> excuse me, my podcast is called The Curious Dancer Podcast. 
And I think that's everything. My website, yeah. kaylinbeeble.com. But there's not really anything there except for you can book <laughs> coaching with me if you're interested. Yeah, awesome. And then when is your course coming out? And your course, tell us a little bit about your course. Yeah, my course is going to be Foundations of Dance Technique for dancers who are interested in like contemporary, modern, and jazz. So giving you the very foundational level of what you need to like be in a beginner class or to even learn like online combos and things like little dances. Um, and so that will be coming out at the end of this month. It will be on my website, but of course, like I'll be sharing all about it on social media too. Awesome. Very good. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, this episode will come out in April. You'll be our okay. third episode ever. Um, so thank you so much for joining us. I'll link everything down below and you guys make sure to go follow Kayleen and check out her course. Cause I will be personally checking out her course <laughs> and thank you so much for joining us. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Once again, this is Allison and thank you so much for listening. As a business and mindset coach, I help content creators get more visible so they can get paid with intentional strategy while thinking outside the box and by leveraging your unique passions. Make sure to find the free group Mindful Marketing Mavens on Facebook for over 100 free training videos. And then make sure to head to our website, alisonreeves.co, to apply for business coaching.